performance is not just for top athletes and actors. It's something we engage in every day of our lives. But the question is, are we performing at our best? How we think, feel, and behave all influence our results from day to day. Dr. Christie and her guests will show you the common elements behind performance and how it all ties back to our success. Welcome to The Mental Game of Life with Dr. Christy Warner. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Warner, and I am thrilled to be here today. Through my experiences as a high-level athlete, as a licensed sports psychologist and business consultant, I've learned a lot about human performance and behavior change. And I am super passionate about today's topic, taking care of yourself so you can thrive. We'll be looking at the impact of taking care of our minds and our bodies for our own well-being and performance so that we can thrive and not just survive. And I completely understand what it's like to have a very busy schedule and many competing demands, much like many of you, I bet. And I have to balance logistics of lots of travel and home logistics and the real work and having to do emails and other communications. And as an adjunct business professor, I also juggle my students' research needs and questions at different points in the week. And to be completely honest with you, I have not always been great creating great habits around taking care of myself. So as an athlete, I ate well, of course, I did a really good job of sleeping, but I was always working. In college, I was one of those go, go, go type of people. My schedule was packed from sunrise to sundown. I had two or three jobs, I had a full course load, and I trained several hours a day. And those patterns followed me for years. And I found myself overcommitted, stressed, and working 14, 15 hours a day between work and my PhD research. So I know firsthand what it's like to feel really burnt out. And it took me a few wake-up calls before I learned my lesson. But I've gotten much better taking care of myself, unwinding, sleeping a little more than I used to, and indulging in guilt-free downtime. That's right, guilt-free. I had to let go of that guilt in order to really allow myself to disconnect and get the downtime I needed, all in the name of better balance and better performance in my life. I'm not always a master of it, but I'm dedicated to the journey, and I invite you to join the journey of better balance for better performance. Because so often we hear the opposite message. We hear, at least in the West and North America, overworking is the norm. The norm. It's a sign of strength. It's the route to high performance and results. But in fact, overworking truly does not create high performance. It decreases your performance and efficiency over time and has a huge impact on our health and well-being. And there's mounting evidence to support this. In fact, stress levels and overworking slash burnout can be considered a major epidemic in many nations across the world. And just to paint a picture of the current state of affairs, I want to rattle off a couple stats and research findings in this area. In 2016, a report by Deloitte found that workers tend to check their cell phones nearly 50 times a day, rarely take breaks, and often work through their lunches, working nights, and working weekends. Economists from the University of Texas at Austin and a Paris School of Economics found that 70, or sorry, 27% of Americans work some hours between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., and 30% regularly work on the weekends. Another study 
conducted by a consulting firm found that 40% of office workers in the United States and Canada feel burnt out. They cite excessive workloads, pressure, impossible deadlines, and a lack of breaks as contributing factors. Other research suggests that 30% of American teachers suffer burnout, and a staggering number of elite athletes, 60%, have experienced what they call overtraining syndrome, very similar to burnout. They've also noticed that doctors experience the same thing. So is this trend happening around the world? Well, there's some stats accumulated by the Global Organization for Stress. And here's just a couple. The Regis Group found that stress levels in the workplace are rising, with six out of 10 workers in major global economies experiencing increased work stress, with China having the highest um, raise or rise in workplace stress. Another research um, was conducted by Capita Employee Benefits and revealed that 70% of those surveyed in the UK cited stress as the number one of the top five hazards at work, with harassment and workload coming in second and third. And if that is not enough, let's link this to depression. According to NIH in 2015, about 7% of the U.S. population experienced a clinical depressive episode during the last year. That is 16.1 million people. It also shows, NIH is showing research, that the millennials have the highest rate of stress and depression compared to any other generational cohorts in the United States. And it's about 8% difference between those the depression rate we see in baby boomers and those we see with millennials. So given these stats, what makes me so excited about today's show? I believe something can change. And I believe balance really is a major key to life. I'm deeply passionate about helping people, organizations, and whole societies make a shift here from overworking and burnout to happy and healthier people, families, and work environments which makes sharing this time with you so important and sharing it with our guest today so special. Our guest, Stephen Terry, shares some of these same passions and has been working in this space for over 20 years. So please unwind, kick up your feet, and open your ears. It's going to be a great hour full of interesting facts and gold nuggets to apply to your life. So just to kind of put this in perspective, on average, we have about 25,000 to 29,000 days to play the game of life. And how we play it depends on many factors, of course, where we're born, our social economic status, and a lot of it depends on choices, decisions we make, and habits we have created. So how can we play it in a way that helps us to thrive and not just survive? Well, that was a great question, and Ariana Huffington had a very similar question and wrote a book back in 2014 called Thrive. And then she wrote another book on sleep called The Sleep Revolution, released in 2016, which really synthesizes the latest research on the importance of sleep for health and performance. Her two books have now turned into a movement, Thrive Global, which has dedicated professionals, writers, and facilitators working to educate and inspire people around the world to redefine what success is and begin to really explore the impact of well-being and burnout on our health. Their mission is to end the epidemic of stress and burnout by offering companies and individuals sustainable science-based solutions to enhance both well-being and performance. And it is a great honor to have one of these dedicated facilitators here today on our show. 
Stephen Terry is many things. He's not only a facilitator for Thrive, but he is the chief greatness officer for his own company called HeroX. He is, get this, he has over 20,000 hours facilitating one-on-one and group sessions, including keynotes, full-day classes, as well as strategic consulting engagements in over 50 countries around the world. Stephen has coached and consulted in companies where employees are stressed, overwhelmed, disengaged, and he has supported them in making a shift. Stephen's primary focus is producing clear, energized, productive, and innovative people. He was born in London, England, and he was educated there as well as Australia, currently living in the United States. Stephen doesn't just work, but he also has lots of other passions, and his creative expression has spread to uh, screenwriting, digital photography, and his greatest hero act of all, being a family man. And one thing that I found on his website when I was kind of going through things was that as early as 19, he answered a call of adventure to begin a great journey to discover his purpose and his direction in life. And I am so excited to kind of hear about that journey. So I would love to welcome Stephen to the show today. Hello, Christy. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you for inviting me today. Well, thank you for coming here to join us on our show. I am so excited to have you. And um, we know, you know, not only do you own your own company, but you're a facilitator with Thrive Global. And we'll get into that in a minute. But first, I would absolutely love to hear more about your journey um, to discovering your purpose and how you got um, to where you are now. Well, thank you for that, that great introduction. You know, being born in London, and, and I also spent time in Australia, it did, it did wonders for my sense of humor. I ended up getting a very dry <laughs> sense of humor. But the, the catalyst for my journey was very interesting because I had a, a speech impediment when I was a young child, and it got worse as I got older, which uh, did a lot for, for my self-confidence. And so I had... A similar realization, a wise man said to me, you know, Stephen, I think it'd be good for you to get into acting. It'll, it'll, you'll, you'll overcome a lot of these fears. So what ended up happening is the, the, my biggest fear, which was speaking, saying, I couldn't even say my name in front of a group of people, um, became part of my life purpose. And so I actually ended up doing that. I went on this, this path of self-discovery with this intention of, of, you know, finding more about my true self and, and having more confidence. And I ended up getting into acting, went to, to Los Angeles, and then acting led to a, a business and selling, which is, which is really a form of acting, which then led to speaking in front of groups. And so, uh, you know, the way I, I, I share with people that sometimes, you know, part of our purpose finds us, the very thing that's our biggest fear ends up becoming the greatest way for us to become stronger and, and that becomes our life purpose. So here I am with no speech impediment <laughs> uh, speaking on a radio show. And as you said, traveling, have traveled to many countries, sharing, bestowing these words of wisdom about thriving and product productivity and innovation and creativity. Wow, that is quite a journey. How did you overcome the speech impediment? Was it through just practicing and being in front of people, or was there something else? It, it, it was the practice, but before that, and I'll share a little bit later on, uh, but it, it's the idea, I had to change my beliefs. 
you know, I had, I had beliefs about myself that people didn't like what I had to say. And, and so the, the, the fear, the, the more I focused on what I didn't want, the more my speech impediment became more pronounced. And when I relaxed and realized that people did like what I had to say, then I noticed when I was able to slow down, the impediment disappeared. I mean, once in a while it rears its head up. So, you know, my, my perspective on all of this is we get what we focus on in life. And, and the first thing I had to do was, first of all, embrace this and then use that to, to my advancement and then be able to share this with others. Yeah, I really find that a motivating story, and that uh, is the second time I've heard it. But each time, it just—it's amazing to me what you've overcome, and that the, your what your weakness was is now your strength. And I have been in a workshop with Stephen, and he is phenomenal. So, um, yeah, so it is amazing how the past—the uh, past can take us along and and help us grow. Yes, it really does. That's been my experience, and so a lot of my journey friends have experienced the same thing that the, the very thing in early on in our life becomes a catalyst it was, it's meant to be that way we sort of have to overcome those challenges you know life, life is not always easy but it does make us strong absolutely and um and now you're the chief greatness officer which by the way i just happen to love that title <laughs> <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about your company? I did a little bit, but I think you've probably got more. Yeah. And, you know, really it's um, Heroes Acts, 10 Gr- Hero Breakthroughs Acts, to Greatness. Yeah. Hero Acts, sorry. And 10 yeah, uh, Breakthroughs Acts. to Greatness. And so it, it sort of stems from my creative background as a screenwriter, this idea of the hero's journey, which a lot of great stories are based on. And so I came up with this concept of Hero Acts, this journey through life, and, and studying people that have become great, this path of greatness, and what would that look like? And, and it sort of comes down to what I've developed, five programs, which ends up being 10 breakthroughs. Each program has two components to it, and the programs are clarity, being more energized, uh, productivity, being innovative, and then being able to focus on service in multiple ways. And so working environments improve uh, because people are able to perform in a, in a more balanced way and have greater capacity and be more resilient to those things that come at them, which sort of ties nicely into that other uh, part you mentioned, this new work I'm doing with Thrive Global and Ariana Huffington's new venture. And, and so one of the breakthroughs in Hero Acts is called Harnessing Personal Energy, which is really about taking care of yourselves so you can thrive. And, you know, the, the, the false assumption that people have is that burnout and stress comes with success. And that's a false assumption a lot of people have had. And so as one of the facilitators, I have the honor and the privilege to travel all over the world leading these Thrive Global sessions for many companies. And we're discovering that really people are realizing that they don't have to be stressed, they don't have to be unhealthy, they don't have to burn out while they're successful, that they can actually thrive at the same time. Wow. And it's amazing how connected both your company is to the Thrive Movement. Um, Can you talk a little bit about those connections? 
Well, I think, you know, that it's, it, it's really a synchronicity in life. And when I, you know, I started, when I was doing a lot of work in productivity and realizing that probably four or five years ago, people were not taking care of themselves. It was pretty consistent. And so then I read, I read Thrive and I read The Sweet Revolution. And, you know, a, a, a friend of mine actually is part of that organization and knew about the work I was doing with Heroax and said, this is totally aligned with what we're doing that time, as I said, it was called Harnessing Personal Energy. And so he said this is a perfect fit for the work because, we, you know, we like experts. We like people who are living it to go out there and share from that place of experience. Absolutely. And I can't wait to dig into your knowledge and wisdom around thriving, both personally and, yeah. and what you've seen. Um, and so we're going to do that as soon as we get back back from a quick break um, and today we're exploring taking care of yourself in order to thrive. And I'm here with a wonderful guest, Stephen Terry, a thrive expert. And um, we're going to dig into that knowledge and wisdom around thriving and the importance of how it really connects to health and performance. And so we'll be back in a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is The Mental Game of Life. To reach Dr. Christy Wanner, send an email to thementalgameoflife at gmail.com. Again, that's thementalgameoflife at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am excited because we are going to dive into learning how to thrive in today's fast-paced world. And we have our guest today, Stephen Terry, that will help us to uh, uncover ways 
um, in which we can thrive in this world. Um, the one thing that I would love to start with, though, Stephen, is not how we can thrive, but I want to start with what gets in the way. How What gets in the way of us being able to thrive, or what are the biggest obstacles you see when you look into the work world mm-hmm. of us of us taking care of ourselves? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. What what we're discovering in the work we're doing with Thrive Global is our own mind game, our own mental approach. So one of the um, big ones is what we call FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out is what it stands for. And so, you know, we, we find it hard to disconnect from our digital devices for fear that we're going to miss something, which then leads to disruption of our sleep because a lot of people are actually sleeping with their phones. You know, we've done studies, people, some people have their phones under their pillows, <laughs> which impacts relationships and so on. The, the, the second one, which again is, is that mental space, is what we call hero mentality. This idea of trying to prove something, you know, I, I can take it all on and, and I want to prove that, you know, I can save the day and, and work long hours. Um, so we have this hero mentality, which tends to cause overwork. Another one would be that we're finding is societal, societal definitions of success. What does success really mean to us? Um, so it pushes us. It's hard to disconnect. We tend to overwork and, and, cause, and sometimes causes unhealthy approaches to living. And then the fourth one that I want to spend a little bit of time on, would, as I mentioned earlier, for my own process with overcoming the speech fear, we're, uh, uh, behind all this are our beliefs. Um, you know, for example, we, we have these false assumptions I mentioned that burnout and stress are part of success. And so if we can discard our false assumptions, then we get these breakthroughs. And so, you know, we change our beliefs, we change our life. I think that a lot of people will say, well, you know, they'll say, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I actually switched it to the other way around. I will see it when I believe it. You know, one of the big beliefs we're hearing in our work in in, in the workplace is people say, I don't have enough time to take care of myself. I'm too busy. I'll exercise later. When I have time, I'll do this. And because we know we get what we focus on, and neuroscience proves this, there's the reticular activating system, which is a filter that will filter out those things that are not important to us. So if we say to ourselves over and over again, I don't have enough time, then we'll notice that, we'll see it visible in the world around us. And there's this concept of neuroplasticity now, which proves that we can actually wire our brains a certain way, in a way that doesn't work or a way that does work. So what I mean by that is if we keep saying, I don't have enough time, we will see evidence of that in the world. And so we'll miss opportunities to work smarter, um, you know, start our day a certain way, a better way. You know, we won't notice a way to shorten meetings. We'll take longer to do our email. And so what ends up happening is that it becomes like that self-fulfilling prophecy. We, we prove, yes, yeah, see, I don't have enough time. So we have to shift our beliefs. See, my, my belief is, you know, as I'm thriving, my, my belief is I'm thriving always. See, right now, this is an example very quickly, is while I'm talking to you, I'm standing up. So it's not something I have to do later. By saying, you know, I'm thriving, I'm actually standing up. I have a, a believe it or not, a tennis ball. <laughs> under my foot and I'm rolling the tennis ball under my foot which gives me some movement as I'm talking so I'm feeling more energized as I'm standing I have for example water next to my desk so I'm hydrating 
So I'm doing this at the same time rather than say, well, later on, I'll have time to thrive. So it, it's, it's an and. While I'm performing, while I'm working, I'm doing the same thing. So uh-huh. the other part of it, Chrissy, I wanted just to complete with is the other thing that we discovered is the key factor is to lead our lives with our being or our sense of self, which then leads to our doing, which then leads to the results we want. Now, years ago, a wise man said to me, you know, he said, Stephen, it's not what you do, it's the way in which you do it. See, people often do it the other way around. When I work with a lot of people out there, they'll, they'll say, you know, they focus more on the having, so then they end up doing based on, on the having, and they cycle between do have, do have, do have. And the world is always going to be set up to drive us to lead from having, not from being, not from that sense of self. So an example would be it's 11 o'clock at night. You've had a long day at the office. You maybe have rushed through dinner, haven't spent time with the family. Now you're spending a couple of hours doing catch-up email. And now it's 11 o'clock and you, may, you have a choice. If you're based on having, you'll probably push through to maybe even midnight to do more email, or you have a choice, hey, I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to get to bed early because I know sleep is a performance enhancer. Well, I'm going to spend time relaxing because if we come from that place of self, taking care of ourselves, we will make a better choice, which then leads to being able to thrive. So it's the inner state that leads to the outer state. And that's why unless people shift their mindset, it doesn't really matter what they try to do out there. It won't, it won't always have the effect they want. Uh-huh. And oh my goodness, I told the listeners there'd be lots of gold nuggets, and, and there is already. There's a ton of places I could go with this. But one thing that I want to yep. make sure I'm connecting the dots on, Stephen, is this idea about time and us really needing to shift our belief around time. Because if we're, we don't think we have enough time, that does lead to the overworking and the overconnection. Is that, am I getting that right? That's exactly uh-huh. what happens. It, it is true. If, if, you know, if, if we keep saying, I don't have enough time, which we know is not true because we all have the same amount of time. We all have 24 four hours in a day. It's what we do in the, the allotted time we have. It's our approach. It's what we're telling ourselves, what we're focusing on. It really is what we're making important. Got it. So it's really important how we're thinking. And I love some of your yeah. examples there that you're, you've got water beside you. You're rolling the ball. You're not waiting till later to move. You're, you're in movement now, even though you're on a radio show. <laughs> I'm doing so, it right now. No one would know. No one, I'll, be, I'll be on the phone with customers, and I'm thriving at the same time. Because I know that as I take care of myself, I'm going to have more energy at the end of the day. I have a, one of my mottos in life, which I've had for years, is the one that wins is the one that has the most energy left at the end of the day. My wow. kids need me to be present with them at dinner. Which means you need energy to be, be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it, it's, there's no such thing anymore in my mind said of work-life balance because people separate work from life. It's life balance. It's all together in one, it's one approach. Mm. Well, I love the the path we're going down because, and I can already see some little uh, nuggets bubbling here, but I would, and I'm sure we could take this with your expertise, we could take this in a million different directions, but I'm curious to know, you know, two or three areas that you think are most relevant or important to share with our audience today to help them get on a journey of thriving. Well, one of the biggest areas is sleep. 
There's so much research being done on it. We, most people are not getting enough sleep, average of like four to five hours. The National Sleep Foundation um, says that you know, when, between the ages of 18 to about 64, we need seven to nine hours a night. You know, 1% of the population have a gene that allows them to get away with four hours of sleep. So it's highly unlikely many of it, well, it's highly unlikely anybody on this show has that gene. I'd be surprised if they did. So and another um, study which really impacts our cognitive abilities, three nights in a row of less than six hours of sleep results in operating like you're legally intoxicated. <laughs> wow. So it diminishes our performance. You know, we feel sluggish. We feel mentally foggy. We're making poor decisions. I mean, lots of cases of accidents, mistakes are made when people don't have enough sleep. I mean, sleep deprivation is costing the United States $400 billion a year. There was a, another study that I think was, and this is the one, Christy, that shifted my approach to sleep. There's a University of Rochester study uh, that, that said that sleep is like a dishwasher. See, during the day, we have this buildup of waste proteins between the cells of our brain. And what sleep does, it's like a dishwasher. It cleans them out. But you have to have the right amount of sleep and the right quality of sleep. The study indicates you have to go through at least four cycles, these REM cycles of sleep. I think they last about 90 minutes. You have to go through these sleep cycles, at least four of them, which is about six hours minimum beyond that, and, and to clean, up, clean out your brain. Wow. I mean, so it's more really... I could share on that, but I, I, the, 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 here's, here's, here's my belief system. I tell people this. Rather than just think of sleep as something you do, think of sleep as a performance enhancer. Just 30 more minutes of sleep will make a huge difference the next day. Uh, absolutely. And I have always been a pretty good sleeper, but I can tell a difference when I only get six or seven. And I am always amazed working with clients who tell me they're getting four and five, and I have absolutely no idea how they're functioning. Um, But it is amazing, isn't it, how little people are getting of sleep? Mm -hmm. And I was looking at a study that did analysis of like 16 different studies, and it was like a total of like 1.3 million participants. And they found that the short sleepers and the really long sleepers, like people sleeping more than 10 hours, actually had the greatest risk of death. Um, And that six or eight is really the sweet spot. Um, So it is amazing how important it is to our performance and our Mm well-being. And we actually have tracking devices. You can go to Thrive Global website, and there's a, a, a device I have by my bed called Hello. It's called Hello Sense, and it actually tracks your sleep. It's an artificial intelligence device that tracks your sleep and rates your sleep the next morning. It tells you the light level, the sound level, um, the humidity in the room uh, to make it conducive to sleep. So there's a science to this, and it's all in the, as you mentioned at the beginning, the Sleep Revolution book by Ariana Huffington. Terrific. And I think what you've mentioned to me before is it's not just the hours, right? It is the quality of sleep. And do you have any recommendations to help people sleep better? Like, even if they're going to sleep six or seven hours, how can they get the, the yeah. best sleep possible? Just a few in the time we have. One is not to drink alcohol or caffeine too late at night, you know, Drinking alcohol late at night isn't good because it turns to sugar and then wakes you up. It may feel, you may feel sleepy, but then it, sugar wakes you up. Caffeine after 3 o'clock has been proven to affect your sleep. 
uh, getting off your digital devices at least 30 minutes before you go to sleep because the light from your device reduces, impacts the melatonin because it's light. The blue light impacts the melatonin, reduces it, and that impacts your sleep. So you're better off, you, know, you, want, you want the room to be dark. And a good temperature is around, I think it's like 60, between 66 and 68 degrees Fahrenheit in the room. Uh, if the room's too hot, that can also uh, impact your sleep. And there's some other ones as well, but it's all in the, the book I mentioned. Great. So what else? What else is really important to thriving? The other thing is posture, movement. Um, you know, a study that I share a lot in the archives of internal medicine, uh, people are sitting too much. You know, we're not designed to sit. There's a saying that, Sitting is the new smoking, and that, that adults who sit more than 11 hours a day had a 40% increased risk of dying within three years from any cause compared with those who sat for less than four hours a day. So, oh, you know, not only that, we've got problems with what we call smartphone neck, or some companies call it tech neck, where our, our necks are tilted forward. As you know, our brain weighs about, the head weighs about eight pounds. Every time our, our head goes forward about an inch, it gains a pound or a couple of pounds in relationship to the strain on the neck. Some of us have this, you know, 16, 20 pound weight on our neck, which is causing all kinds of problems. Um, so what I do is what I teach and what we, I suggest to support thriving, to boost your energy levels is to do what we call posture variation. So that means you would sit ergonomically straight, you know, with your head level with your screen, and then you maybe every 45 minutes you shift. I, like I, I have this desk I bought from, it's called Vary Desk, and I can actually adjust it between sitting and standing in various heights. So you can pivot between standing, uh, sitting, um, and then I would do regular stretch bait breaks to stretch the hips. The, the pectoral muscles, the lats, the lats um, uh, circulation, along with hydrating. So, so in addition to sleep, I would say the second biggest one would be posture variation and movement. Wow, great, great insight there. Now, you mentioned mm-hmm. energy as being really important, you know, going home with energy. Can you speak to that piece a little bit? Well, you know, it's the idea that uh, if I'm, for example, as I, as I shared earlier, that I'm taking care of myself while I'm performing, while I'm working, while I'm on the phone, while I'm emailing. So it's a process that begins at the beginning of the day. Your day is a continuum. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed to the time you wake up the next day, there's no more, you don't, you're not compartmentalizing your life. So when I'm at work, I'm preparing for the afternoon. And when and it's the afternoon, I'm preparing the transition to go home. When I walk in the front door, I have a, an 11-year-old who, who's, who likes gymnastics. She spends half her life upside down. So often she'll cartwheel towards me. She's like a ninja, you know, so she likes to cartwheel and, and backflip into my arms. So when I walk in the front door, I have to be ready ready for anything, ready to be the dad, you know, ready to have energy. And so what, what I'm sharing with you is to harness personal energy as an ongoing process. See, a lot of people will wait, as I said, wait to, to, to go to the gym. And we know that uh, even though exercise is important, if, if people are not creating the time to exercise or they think that exercising will undo what they haven't been doing during the day, it actually doesn't. It can, it can only actually alleviate about 15 to 20% 
of the issues we've created with our body by not moving during the day. And so the big factor I would teach everybody is to make an ongoing process throughout the day, doing small micro steps. It's the little things we do have the biggest impact rather than weight. Yeah, I love that message that you're sending that, you know, it, it really is about doing the small things that add up to our results. It's not always just yeah. the 30 minutes of workout, but it's the, all the small things. So I'm really learning a lot here and, and myself and thinking about how can I be doing my radio show standing up or moving or mm-hmm. other calls. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's really valuable because I tend to get into that habit too of waiting for I'm going to go work out then versus what can I do right this second to, to support my, my system? Yeah. I mean, one, one idea is when you first wake up in the morning, it's been proven to drink water first thing in the morning. It's really important to do that. Have water ready by your bed. And that's a little thing. And, and make sure you have a little, I have one of these little hydro flasks by my desk with the stainless steel ones. And I put electrolytes in it, and, and I, you're better off sipping water throughout the day rather than waiting and then getting dehydrated and gulping water down at, in one go. It, it's, it's much better for the body to, for, to do it in small sips throughout the day. Wow. But there's so, so much I could share with you, but this sort of gets people at least thinking differently. Absolutely. I love what you're you're talking about, and we'll be right back with Stephen Terry to really talk about some of his programs Um, and the breakthroughs, the 10 breakthroughs to greatness. I'll be right back um, in a few minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
This is The Mental Game of Life. To reach Dr. Christy Wanner, send an email to thementalgameoflife at gmail.com. Again, that's thementalgameoflife at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm excited to still be with Stephen Terry, really the Thrive Expert, and we are moving into talking about 10 Breakthroughs to Greatness. So, Stephen, you have programs that you talked about earlier, and I would love to dive into the content of those and, and what they what they can do for people. What, the, what are the benefits? Okay, great. So, the benefits uh, of the work I do with HeroAx is the first, the first part, the first component is clarity. So, I talk about vision and, and getting very clear about what's important to us. And then the next part of it, which actually ties into your guest. Last week, uh, Laurie Oswald from Best Year Yet, believe it or not, you know, uh, she's a friend of mine as well, and I have uh, used the Best Year Yet model to create uh, powerful goals. So once people are very clear, the next phase, which we've been spending some time talking about, is having the energy to continue on this journey, and, and it's in two parts. The first part is this harnessing personal energy, and the second part of it is what we call way of the energy warrior, which really goes much deeper into the concept of changing our beliefs, being able to deal with the inner conflict we have that often gets in the way of being able to succeed. So the, the way of the energy warrior is that, you know, the inner approach to uh, taking care of ourselves. And then the third element or the third phase to this journey is all around productivity. It begins with simplifying our lives. Uh, I, the studies we've been doing is people have way too much to take care of and simplifying, you know, less is more, followed by the ability to, to be productive, to look for ways to manage email and take care of meetings more effectively and be able to get more done in less time to shorten our days so we don't, take, you know, we don't overdo things. People are multitasking versus unitasking, which is a whole other conversation we can have. And then the fourth element to this is all about innovation. This is how I actually got into this uh, Hero Act through a, a, a seminar that we used to teach called Heroes in the Workplace, which is all about um, studying great innovators such as Da Vinci or more modern innovators like Steve Jobs and base it on the hero's journey that I mentioned earlier that uh, – studies indicate if you really looked at the journey of a business cycle or the journey of people's cycles through life, it is a bit, bit of a hero's journey. And then we talk about how to be more innovative. And, and the piece that I love is this idea of manifesting creative genius. What is the one thing that we're here to do that nobody else can do? You know, somebody may have something they're doing in a similar way, but there's one, you know, what is unique about us? What is our unique purpose in life and, and for me it's, a, it's a, a project I've been working on for a long time which is this movie project I'm writing and, and then the fifth uh, phase of Hero Acts is all about service how do we be inspiring how do we connect with others uh, how do we create a sense of belonging in teams in our families how do we uh, be of service in a greater way because surely the world needs more of that so clarity, energy, productivity, innovation, and service. And it's a, it's, it's a process. It doesn't have to be done necessarily in a sequence. It makes more sense that way. But I have clients that I work with that may begin with productivity, and then they want to go to energy, and then from there go to innovation. Uh-huh. So they could Flexible. jump around if they wanted to, yeah. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And as we were going through those different programs, I really got the sense of each one of them, how they connect into thriving. I mean, understanding where you're going, what your vision is, is so important. Understanding yeah. how you use energy versus time, yeah. so critical. And there's a piece in there that I was hoping you could talk a little bit about, about the intuition and really being aware of energy around you. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, it goes back to the earlier conversation about changing our mindset and to lead with being or lead with our sense of self. So the more that we can, there's a saying, you know, to uh, know thyself. I think it's the famous saying, know thyself, thine own self be true. The more that we can become self-aware and really get clear what's important to us. And part of this journey I've been on has really made a difference in my life to lead from being, lead from sense of self, because then what I end up doing is different. It has a different quality. I'm able to say no more. I'm able to really choose what I'm focusing on. And then the results I have in life really are more balanced. They're really more conducive to thriving. So I think the ability to be intuitive is really about knowing you know, who you are and what's important, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your strengths, knowing that I found it difficult to speak allowed me to learn from that and, and I'm much more sensitive now to that element in other people so I can help others because I've been through that. Mm-hmm. And currently, what kind of organizations are you working with or what roles typically seek your, your programs out? It's really all roles. I work with CEOs all the way to individual contributors. I've got clients in healthcare. I've got a client I'm off to see tomorrow on the East Coast in, in technology software for healthcare. I've worked with publishing. It's, you know, people really, it doesn't matter what role you are, people are people, and we all have very similar strengths and weaknesses and, and needs and objectives. Wow, it sounds amazing. I know I've been through Thrive Workshop with you, but I can't wait to go through the other ones. They sound absolutely amazing. And um, I think along with this, I heard you're also writing a book. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that and, and when we are going to be able to read it. Well, that's a very good question. It's taking a little longer than uh, <laughs> I thought, but it's a business book and it's basically called Hero Acts 10 Breakthroughs. And it actually guides us through as if we're on the journey. It takes us on a journey through, um, through the, the, the 10 breakthroughs. And, it, and again, it goes back to that concept of the hero's journey that is in that, it's all in mythical storytelling. So it, it just keeps us engaged. Great. And it guides yeah. you through. So it's in that, that sort of story element rather than just a strict business book. Yeah, the storytelling, and that's the the rave now, right? The art of storytelling. So, yes. And when can we anticipate that being on the market? Well, my intention is to have it finished by the end of this year, and and it would be better to have it done sooner than that. But to be realistic, to take care of myself, I would say by the end of this year. That's great. I can't that's wait December. for that. Yeah, great to set realistic uh, goals and deadlines. So, looking forward to that. So Stephen, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today, and I have one final question for you that actually helps to lead us into our recipe for success, something I always do at the end of each show. And you have mentioned to me, and maybe you even mentioned in the show today, about a microchange. And can you describe the concept of a microchange and how people can use it to begin their journey of thriving? Yeah, so a lot of studies indicate, and it sort of goes back to this uh, Japanese uh, concept of Kaizen, 
which is do one thing a little bit every day at the same time consistently is much better than doing a lot inconsistently. So the idea that a daily is better, um, and so for example, here's an example, if you wanted to work with digital detox and be less connected to your phone, instead of saying, well, I'm going to turn my phone off three hours before I go to bed, that's too much of a big leap, you would say, well, I'm just going to turn my phone off 15 minutes before bed. And just do that every day for 32 days. The studies, and it goes to neuroscience and this idea of neuroplasticity, of literally rewiring the brain, that you're better off doing a little bit every day and and complete it for 32 days in a row, almost like if you miss a day, you start those 32 days all over again. One of the greatest sayings that I had when I was a lot younger was, small things done consistently in strategic places creates major impact. So micro-changes versus inconsistent big steps works so much better. Right. So that's great. So really talking about small changes that really can eventually lead to big ones, but starting really small and being consistent in your life is going to get you the results you're really looking for. Yes, like five minutes of stretching twice a day consistently is going to be better than exercising once a week. You'll see a different result because because the intention, it keeps putting you back focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. It's just something to do with that shift in that belief system. Absolutely. And there's you can let go of the guilt, too, because at least you did five minutes of whatever today, right? Exactly. And it, and it boosts self-esteem and it gives you more confidence. And that's how I overcame my speech impediment. It was a little bit every day instead of just waiting for that moment when it was all going to go away. That doesn't, I find it doesn't work that way. Absolutely. And that's the same thing. Yeah. With, with athletes and even people who become famous. I mean, they were working for years and years and years and years before they, someone noticed them. So it is all about the small things that add up to the big things. And uh, Stephen, I think we could talk for, for hours. um, I would love to. I mean, there's so much (laughs) I would love to say, but I know we have, we have limited time on these shows, but people know how to reach, they can get hold of me for more information. Yeah. Can you let people know how they could get a hold of you? Yeah, through my website, you could either do info at heroacts.com or you can email me at stephen.terry at heroacts. I'm also on LinkedIn under Stephen Paul Terry. And, uh, and also you could eat, reach me through Thrive Global at stephen.terry at thriveglobal.com. And that's a fabulous website to go onto as well, thriveglobal.com. There's some amazing information on it. Absolutely. I've been uh, surfing it the last couple of weeks, so it is, uh, mm-hmm. I concur. Well, thank you, yeah. Stephen, for your time. Really appreciate it, and um, I'll see you the next thank time you, I'm out in Denver. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you for inviting me, and I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thrive on. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So, thank you very much. Thank you. So as we close up this show, I wanted to just um, provide a quote. This is by Sam Harris, human well-being is not a random phenomenon. It depends on many factors ranging from genetics to neurobiology to sociology and economics. But clearly there's scientific truths to be known about how we can flourish in this world. Today we were able to conquer a few of those truths, uncover just a couple of them. Um, And I want to leave you with some final thoughts and some strategies to help you implement things this coming week. 
So again, we're always going to end the show with the recipe for success. So you heard some really great things from Steve, and I'm going to repeat some of those. One is move your body. It could be exercise, dancing, walking, standing up while you're working. Increase your movement each and every day, even by 10 minutes. Start small. Get those micro changes in. Get moving. Sleep more. Start with 30 minutes a day. It helps to improve your health, creativity, productivity, your brain functioning. Sleep is where your body finds balance for many of its functions, from the emotional to the cognitive, all the way down into the immune system. Sleep really is really, really critical for our performance and daily functioning. And if you can't get more sleep, think about how do you improve your habits, make your room darker, leave those electronics in a whole different room. Don't take your tablets into your into your room. If you have a family, start a healthy habit of putting those phones to bed somewhere outside of the bedrooms. Practice being present with one thing at a time. We didn't talk a lot about this today, but it's really important to monotask versus multitasking. It's really hard on the brain, takes up a lot of your energy during the day. Monotasking. Practice quieting the mind each and every day. That can be medication, meditation, or it could also be focus. Just focusing on your breathing. Allow your brain energy to recharge by slowing down the input coming into it and the things swirling around inside. Even five minutes a day will make a difference in allowing your brain to recharge. Another really great thing to do to help you thrive is quality time in nature or with animals. Pets are wonderful to help us recharge our energy and help us to stay present. They're great teachers of the present moment. They are always in the here and now, not worried about the past or the future, never apologizing for needing attention. They will get the pats and they'll get their belly rubs with no guilt attached. We have so much to learn from our animals, so spend present time with them. Block time in the calendar for you. You likely wear many hats as leaders in business, as parents, as volunteers, the list goes on and on. But make time for you. Put the mask on you first. It's, you're really at the core of all these things that need to happen in your life. Read a book. Take, take a bubble bath. Go golfing. Even if it's 30 minutes a day or an hour a week, time out for you to enjoy the things that you love. If you want to go further, I recommend connecting with Stephen Terry. If you think you or his team could benefit from his coaching or programs, think about picking up the book, Thrive or The Sleep Re- uh, Revolution, written by Arne- Ariana Huffington to think about more things. So as I wrap up the show, next week we'll be heading into a holiday here in the U.S. And a previous show will be aired, but in two weeks, meet me back here live to explore what it means to be a corporate athlete. We're going to plunge into the topic and explore what we can learn from the sports world to increase our performance in the workplace. I'll be sharing how you can use pre-performance routines and switch routines for maximum focus and results. If you have comments or thoughts about this show, ideas for show topics or specific questions, you can reach out to me at thementalgameoflife at gmail.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. So until then, I would love for you to think about just exactly what Stephen said. What micro change can you make this week to increase your mental game? Until next week. Thank you for tuning into The Mental Game of Life with Dr. Christy Warner. Please be sure to join us again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Let's talk next week.